Sweet Caroline, bum, 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 I will never be done having COVID. Bop, 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 happy Neil Diamond's birthday, everybody. And hello and welcome to episode 147 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. I am still sick. Um... I'm to the point I'm just kind of bored at home, but I have zero stamina. Like, hey, let's get up and make coffee. Okay, that was exhausting. I need to sit down. But I'm not dying, and my lungs are okay, and I'm just waiting for it to be over. I did not get boosted. I was supposed to have my booster on the 18th. I know I was late to the party, but I had it scheduled for the 18th. But by the 18th, I was already sick, so this is uh, just hanging on a little longer than it would have, um, than it would, were I double-vaxxed and boosted. Anyway, sorry for having the cold, I might be a little breathless, and one thing they don't tell you, well, I guess they do tell you, fucking A, scatterbrained, brain fog for real, but, um, that's okay, because... So the TLDR, I'm not dead, I'm still sick. The good news, the best news, which is why I'm doing this and not waiting until Thursday, because it's already been too long, I just, yesterday I just didn't have it in me. Um, The Dogs of Doom, this is it, this is, um, this is on par with the Minneapolis 75 tape release. This is Carnegie Hall, 1969. A holy grail among holy grails because, I mean, it's been known to exist for years in that there is a um, a hoarded soundboard. This is not that. This is an audience tape from a cassette. And from what I read on Dogs of Doom, uh, this is a 10-day turnaround between the time that they were first like, hey, I think this guy has a tape, to full release. The guy was um, who taped it was very, I guess, generous, trusting, cool. And Dogs of Doom took it, transferred it, sent it back to him. And we've got this digitized tape that's already been remastered by Dadgad. Um, probably sounds a little better. But this is the original release from Dogs of Doom for you. I have heard um, more than one person compare this to Blueberry Hill. And more than one person say that this contains, that this is, this is completely unique. Uh, the acoustics of the hall make it sound different. The fact that they're in Carnegie Hall, Carnegie Hall, maybe, um, they played a little quieter. The PA wasn't as loud and you can hear, I mean, it's just, it's unique. You'll hear it. It's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant show. The audience is super engaged. You can hear you can hear the taper, who's obviously just a kid. Um, and holy shit, this just came out of nowhere. And you're going to hear something that people have been, Zeppelin fans, have been waiting to hear for 50, almost 53 years now. Fucking brilliant. Excuse me, I got a cough. I'm going to pause. One thing about this, coughing doesn't do a goddamn thing. But um, 
clearing my throat <clears throat> seems to seems to help bring stuff up. <laughs> I know it's gross. I'm sorry. I'm stuck with it, and I. <sighs> I am uh, ready to be well at any time now, although I do like the deep voice. All right, here is the set list of this cassette. It's one C90 Scotch cassette. And um, the neat thing about this is it's a very, very good audience recording, and not for the time. It's not a very good audience recording for a 69 show. It's a very good audience recording for like a 71, 72 show. And that's that's a distinct difference because they got a lot better in that, you know, just that those couple of years cassette technology had increased to the point where I think there were actually high fidelity cassette players and recorders. But um, this is just this is great. It is not complete, but it is miraculously cool. So here is what we have. Got the intro, intro, shit, sorry. Communication breakdown, I can't quit you, baby. Heartbreaker, dazed, white summer, black mountainside. What is and what should never be? Moby Dick, and a little bit of how many more times? Just like three minutes, three and a half minutes or so. So good. So, so, so good. I can't even... This is this this just came out of the blue and it's just blown me away. I listened to it a couple times over the weekend, just headphones, like serious listening, you know, while playing video games. But um holy shit, you're gonna be happy. This is already available on hardmarkness.com, I think. If it's not, I'll make it available immediately after posting this. So you'll be able to get this. Um it's just incredible. So here's what we're going to do, because I just can't keep saying it's incredible. And I obviously am still a little not at the top of my game from being uh, overcome with the plague. So we're going to just jump right in. What are we going to play? What are we going to play? We are going to play, first of all, Heartbreaker. Now this is, listening to this, Zeppelin 2 is not out yet. It's out um, a couple weeks after this, I think. I think November of 69. In any case, it's not out yet. So this may be, for a lot of these folks, the very first time ever they'd heard this song. Heartbreaker, October 17th, 1969, Carnegie Hall. And early show. Okay, I guess there were two shows. This is the early show, Carnegie Hall, October 17th. This is the most unique Led Zeppelin concert that I can think of. As far as vibe, as far as tone, as far as performance, it's um, it's something else. Enjoy it, friends, and listen to this audience as they hear Heartbreaker for the first time in their lives. <laughs>
It's a pretty abrupt track ending, and um, what you don't hear after it is the audience absolutely losing their mind hearing that. So good. So, so good. Now, maybe you're like, yeah, it's Heartbreaker. And uh, that's true. Maybe I'm, I'm trying not to hype it up so much, but I mean, I'm not the only one out here ringing this bell. Um, it's a ridiculously wonderful thing to be released as a holy grail that people have been wanting for, you know, half a century. And there's still a board tape out there, so there's more out there to be released. And uh, people on YouTube have already started bitching, saying that Dogs of Doom are hoarding the rest as everybody does, because on the YouTube channel, Led Zeppelin Boots, fuck, what's wrong with me? Um, he just cuts the how many more times and just ends after Moby Dick. 
because you don't need three minutes of boo da ga doo da do da do da and then have it be over. So, but um, hopefully this will be much like the Minneapolis audience tape, 75 tape, remember that? Brought about the release of the long-hoarded Minneapolis board because the value of that board has decreased because it used to be a wonderful hoarded board of a hoarded show. And now it's a hoarded board of a publicly released show of which you have almost all of it. So hopefully uh, anybody who's, you know, MCQ may release some of that shit and get it out to the public while it has value. Because, you know, we're 52 years after the fact. So, I mean, let's just get it out there so we can share it with the fans as it's meant to be. Because, I mean, the days of getting twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 for these wonderful tapes, decades away, it's never going to come back. Never. Um, so get that shit out. No hoarding. Come on. For certainly there's another way to either feel superior or secure or whatever. Anyway, sorry. On my soapbox, off my soapbox. Next song I'm going to play for you all is another song from the aforementioned unreleased Led Zeppelin 2. This is, I think, the best version of What Is and What Should Never Be I've ever heard. First of all, you know how when Jimmy goes to the slide solo, there's that delay as he gets his slide ready and the pickups ready and stuff before he goes into the slide solo? Starts off as just a sec, couple seconds during Zeppelin, and then when you get to the Page Plant Tour, it's about 11 and a half minutes as he makes that transition. Slight hyperbole. There's none here. I mean, I feel like... I feel like they're... Uh, bringing their A++ game to Carnegie Hall. And it is just so fucking great to hear. So here is what is and what should never be. Again, heard by these people for the first time ever. And Jimmy just... Everybody brings it. Everybody brings it, but Jimmy with the tone and the, the slide playing. It's the best I've heard from him for this song. See if you agree. If you don't, okay. Enjoy.
A lot of tuning in the show like when they first come out robert um blows a harmonica or a pitch pipe but it sounded like a harmonica to me uh and jimmy tuned to it i don't know what the deal was doesn't matter maybe he didn't have his tuner doesn't take anything away it's just noteworthy that everything about the show is meticulous but jimmy seems to tune a little that was not a problem that was him dropping his e string to a d to uh, play Moby Dick, which is another song. Used to be Pat's Delight was the name of his drum solo. And um, here's the thing that (laughs) 
that may be a little surprising. Yes, we are going to hear the drum solo. The reason being is um, Bonzo himself had stated he's on record somewhere as saying this is his favorite drum solo. Or he was particularly proud of this drum solo. At one point in his life and in his career, this was his high watermark as far as what he uh, what he liked to do and is how he considered the quality of a solo. Man, I am just out of it today. I am sorry. <sighs> Music's good, though. All right. Well, since I've got you, let's run through the spiel. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under the name Heart of Markness. You can reach me, if you don't want to reach me through any of those ways, at mark at heartofmarkness.com. Uh, they have a website, heartofmarkness.com, where I post these shows, links to these shows, in their entirety, so or as, as much as the tape exists, you know. Um, so you can grab it for free. I do that to you, courtesy of, and thanks to, the people who support this podcast, the patrons. And if you like what I do and you like how I do it and you're of a mind and have the means to do so, um, I invite you to take a look at patreon.com slash heartofmarkness or press the Patreon button on heartofmarkness.com. See if there's something there that interests you. Maybe you'll feel like getting an extra episode every month. Maybe you just want access to my mega drive with all the shows so you don't have to scroll through the website and you can see the stuff that I haven't used and still have available for you. Maybe you just want to help out. In any case, you're welcome to take a look at that or not. It's a free website. I mean, a free podcast and it's going to be free anyway. So whatever you want to do, as long as you listen, um, you can also really help the podcast by leaving a review on uh, whatever platform you're listening to. If you're listening to it on Podbean or Stitcher or uh, Google Store, Play Store, whatever it's called, or iTunes. If you take a time out and leave a review, that's a material benefit for me. It legitimately helps the show, legitimately helps me, and doesn't cost anything but a little bit of time. These are currently the titans upon whose shoulders rests this mighty podcast. So a Laurel and Hardy handshake go out to Stephen, George, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West, West Footscray, Andrew, Picard, Knegern, Jeff, Chris, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Other David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Thank you, my friends. You make this happen. Pay for the website, pay for the hosting, pay for the cloud storage, pay for Earthen. So thank you very much, friends. Makes a big difference in my life, and therefore it makes a big difference for the podcast. And now back to our show. All right, we are going to play Moby Dick, and um, I listen to this. I've listened to this. I don't really listen to drum solos much, even if it's Bonzo, because it's a drum solo. This is amazing. It's uh, it's 17 minutes. If you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. But it builds tension, release, tension, release, tension, release over and over. And the audience is drawn in and they are locked in and appreciative. And this is brilliant. 
And when he, when Bonzo plays with his hands, the the maybe it's the acoustics of the hall because you know it's it's one of the best sounding venues, right? Legendary acoustics. But uh, but his 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 um, when he plays with his hands, you know how when Ringo hits the drums, they have a tone, they have a a, a note, a pitch. Bonzo does too, and he usually does because he tunes his drums wonderfully. It just, to me, it sounds, it's just all the more apparent. It's beautiful. He really worked this out, and he really put a lot into it, and really, really shines. So let's hear, let's hear it for Bonzo. Early show, Carnegie Hall, October 17th, 1969. Moby Dick. Enjoy, friends.
Hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't, I apologize. Maybe you quit. That's fine. I thought it was noteworthy. I liked it. I think it's cool. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. I'm tired of being tired. Um, this does not take the place of the Thursday show. There will be a podcast on Thursday. It may be part two of this. It may be something else. I don't know. Um, let me know what you think. If you want it to be part two of this, let me know. And if you don't, let me know. And if you don't let me know, I'll make the choice myself. All right, friends. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I did a good job presenting this. I hope to feel even better next time you hear from me. And um, thank you very much for listening. Be good to yourselves and each other. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.